Here we go. Championship weekend is upon us. We are previewing and making picks for the AFC and NFC championship games. And another domino falls in the coaching carousel of the 2024 offseason. Raheem Morris, named head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. All that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Love all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed, and all you got to do is place one $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, another coach hired in the NFL, Matt, and uh, it is Raheem Morris to the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to finish with that one. We're going to start, though, with the biggest story of this weekend, which is trying to crown conference champions, Matt, and (laughs) it is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens early, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific time, and then the Detroit Lions at the San Francisco 49ers, 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 Pacific time. So we will go chronologically and start with the AFC and get into this one, Matt. The line fluctuating a little bit, and both home teams' lines are growing as the week goes along Matt does that surprise you we're seeing three and a half four looking at FanDuel right now and we always go by the FanDuel lines three and a half points are the Baltimore Ravens favored over the Kansas City Chiefs yeah it seems about right I mean frankly I think both these lines are pretty much dead on and I'm having a hard time not necessarily picking winners but in terms of picking you know against the spread you know that extra half is looming obviously so If we focus on Chiefs-Ravens, the quarterback matchup is remarkable. I mean, it's as good as it gets, just like last week with Allen and Mahomes. I mean, these are elite, you know, maybe all-time type guys, you know, multiple MVPs and maybe multiple trophies and, you know, who knows And when their careers are all done. But frankly, I think the best units on the field are the the Ravens and Chiefs defenses. And I think they might be the best two defenses in the whole league. I mean, I think Baltimore's definitely is. And I could say this 8,000 times in this conversation, but they have Mahomes and he's special, and I don't want to bet against him. But they have Mahomes and he's special, and I don't want to bet against him. And that carries so much weight. But I'm having a hard time finding a lot of matchups in the Chiefs' favor other than magic fairy dust of Mahomes. You know, like, I don't think Kelsey's going to have a big game against Hamilton and Roquan and, I don't, you know, and Queen. And I really feel like a Hardman or a Valdez Scantling has to come up big. And I don't trust them at all, even if the ball hits them right in the numbers, you know. But, uh, and can they run on Baltimore? Eh, you know, so so. And the Chiefs D is really daunting. I mean, their, their cover guys should handle this group of receivers well. But Lamar handles the blitz incredibly well. I do think they'll have success running. I like the Ravens in this game, and I'm going to lay the points. 
but they have Mahomes and he's special and I don't want to bet against Mahomes. <laughs> you know? I mean, the Ravens are favored for a reason. And yeah, they're really you, good. You look at DVOA numbers. Ravens were best in the league. They were basically historically good football team this year and the uh, best defense in the NFL. You look at whatever it is, PFF grades as well. Yeah. The, EPA, the overall right. number one team. Yeah. You like the, the numbers and uh, the stats, even if you, you know, you don't listen to the stat nerds, it, it, it all matches up with the eyeball test and what we've seen from the Baltimore Ravens. They were the best team in the league this year. They have the MVP at quarterback this year in Lamar Jackson. will be shocked if he doesn't win that award and they match up really well against the chiefs, I think. And I think you nailed it with the, the, the best units on both sides or in both teams is the, is the defenses. And in fact, over under 44 and a half points, I feel like it has to be an under game, right? I think it's the quarterbacks. The only reason you don't, I mean, it's the same argument for why you wouldn't pick against the chiefs. Like, can you really hold Lamar and Mahomes to like 23 to 20 type of game? It might go that way for three quarters and then the dam breaks, you know? Yeah. We see it last week and Mahomes Mahomes starts doing his thing, running around, making plays. He runs around a lot differently than Lamar Jackson does, but he finds a way to make huge plays, scrambles around with his legs, makes a throw and just starts creating in the playoffs even more than he does in the regular season. And and that's why playoff Mahomes is so difficult. And looking at his career as an underdog, Mahomes is nine, one and one as an underdog in his career. And I am not going to bet against that track record. I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes. I think this is a close game, and I think it could be low scoring, at least for most of it. And if he has to just play hero ball at the end of the game and throw back in it, I think he can get close as well. So I'm getting more than a field goal, three and a half. I'm absolutely taking the Kansas City Chiefs against the spread in this one. And I do think it's going to be very close. So uh, I will say... Because I said, and I got to stick with it, the Baltimore Ravens are the better team. Baltimore by a field goal, which means you still win that bet. So kind of on the fence on this one, and it should be an awesome game. I love seeing the battle of superstar quarterbacks, and we saw it last week with the Chiefs and the Bills. We've seen it in the past as well. And that's what makes the AFC so fun when it gets to this portion of the postseason. Lamar Jackson, a healthy Lamar Jackson, playing some of his best football pass and run against a very with a very complete team against a, a a team that is so hard to knock off. They got the boogeyman in, in Patrick. Oh man. I like the Ravens by three. So if I'm getting three and a half, I, I'm I'm gonna put my money on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. I mean I'm going the other way, but I don't feel strong about it. I think that line is scary. If it was two and a half, I'd feel great. I would still wouldn't feel great, but you mentioned by a field goal, two really good kickers in this game, but special teams overall does favor the Ravens. I mean, it, it almost always does. They're great in that phase at home, nasty place to play, but is Mahomes' heart going to beat any faster being in Baltimore? Probably not. You know, it was fine it's in fine. Buffalo last week and exactly, exactly. Up through tables and the weather's bad. And so, yeah, he's battle tested. I don't know if that's going to, going to matter much. Can his playmakers make a play? And That's Travis the thing Kelsey, I keep bringing back. Yeah, you, know, you need to, you need two touchdowns to, to Travis Kelsey, right? But you got Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen and Hamilton Damn, on the yeah. other side. Like, if any team matches up against Kelsey, it's the Baltimore Ravens. Hundred percent. And I just think the Ravens' weapons, pass catchers, not necessarily ball carriers, Lamar side, are way better. You know, Andrews is back, likely Flowers, Beckham, Bateman. Like, that's a lot to throw at you. And I like the way Lamar's throwing the football. So I think this is a 
not a coming of age, but this is a, a statement game for Lamar. You know, it's, it's huge. It's the best opportunity Lamar's had. It's the best opportunity Harbaugh and the Ravens have had mm-hmm. in the Lamar era of the Baltimore Ravens. And this could be, yeah, that defining moment for Lamar Jackson MVP season, beating Patrick Mahomes on your way to the Super Bowl. That's mm-hmm. that's the storyline that. Um, is pretty compelling and that that Ravens fans obviously are rooting for. And they were the best team in the league this year. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm fascinated by this game. It's a lot of fun. I cannot put my money against Patrick Mahomes, though. I said it a hundred times, except they have Patrick Mahomes, and I don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes, you know. <laughs> That's brutal. Next, we've got NFC side of things. By the way, so just real quick, uh, yeah. to, to wrap up, the, you know, we'll talk a little bit about quarterbacks because everyone loves to talk quarterbacks, and it's, it's such a, a difference in – who's playing quarterback in the NFC championship game versus the AFC championship game. And that's not to say that Jared Goff and Brock Purdy haven't played great this year and aren't really good quarterbacks, but just the star power of the AFC side, it's not right? The same, the, yeah. Like the, you know, the, the last pick in the draft versus the, the, the cast off number one pick in Jared Goff on the other side with the way that they're playing. Do you think it's that much of an advantage right now for Mahomes? Cause we talked so much about the boogeyman and Mahomes and uh, we're, we're not going to bet against Mahomes. Lamar Jackson's, the one of the hardest players in the NFL to play against, maybe even harder to play against than than Patrick Mahomes if you don't see him often. And he played like an MVP this year. So, do is it possible that no. maybe, maybe the 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 Chiefs don't have an advantage at quarterback? They do just because he has rings in the postseason stuff and been there, done it. And who do you want in a big game? Nobody ahead of Mahomes right now. But I think the same is true last week. I mean, Allen Jackson right. Mahomes are true superheroes. I mean, uh, uh, those guys are special, special specimens, mental makeup, physical, all the above. A little quick note. I heard this. I just wanted to say it before we moved on to the other game. You mentioned Mahomes as a scrambler. I heard someone describe him. I don't know what he runs in the 40, but he's one mile an hour faster than anyone catching him in the playoffs. You know, <laughs> it's exactly what he is. You know? He relies on it so much more in the playoffs, too. Just makes yep. plays when he has to, gets around, moves, throws the ball, scrambles, gets down. Uh, it's really fun to watch. So here we go. It's going to be fun. AFC Championship. The other guy game. runs pretty well, too, though. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> he's like 10 miles an hour faster than anybody mm-hmm. trying to chase him. All right. NFC Championship game next. We're making picks to see who goes to Super Bowl 58 and a new head coach hire in the NFL as well. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you, and that small thing can become a big thing. It's why it's so important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life. There could be any number of things going on in your life. I know it's happened uh, with with me and, you know, I mean, just life happens. Life happens fast. Sometimes it doesn't have to be a big thing or it doesn't have to start as a big thing. Job is always a big one. You know, life, relationships, obviously, Uh, sometimes. And in reality, and and Matt, we encounter a lot of fans. I I think sports fans, sometimes you need to let that out and talk through it. And sometimes this this, uh, podcast could be therapy, but you need to talk to a professional about some of these things, especially if, if whatever it is, sports included, is making your life less fun and those big things those small things are growing into big things inside of you so if you think about starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule all you got to do is visit betterhelp.com slash locked on and get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p.com slash locked on 
And today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed. And all you got to do is place your first $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose on that first $5 bet. We're talking about live game, same game parlays. Find tons of new bets in the Explore tab. Every sport you can imagine, of course, yes, well covered for betting options for championship Sunday. Obviously, we've got the lines, Niners and Ravens favored, but how about uh, some championship specials? Each team to score one plus passing touchdown in both championship Sunday games. Not the greatest odds there, but you want to go up to, uh, let's say, 250 to one odds at FanDuel. How about any three of Brandon Ayuk, Amonra St. Brown, Rasheed Rice, and Sam Laporta all each score twice on Sunday? I mean, tons of great prop bets for both championship games, so you can find it all at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, NFC time. Detroit Lions at the San Francisco 49ers. And this line, like the other, has grown a little bit. And I have a feeling, Matt, that maybe the lines for both AFC and NFC championship games, they, they started at, I believe, two and a half and six and a half. And they've okay. both gone up uh, about a point. Late money coming in the other way, maybe. Am I crazy about this? Uh, because uh, I just can't believe that it's over a, a field goal and over a touchdown now. Seven and a half, the 49ers are favored over the Detroit Lions. All right. So not as sexy of a quarterback matchup. You can't get any sexier than the, what the Mahomes has faced this last week and this upcoming well, one. But I think is, it's all – what's that? That is Brock Purdy disrespect. Have you not seen the guys <laughs> But I think it's going to be all about efficiency with these guys. Make the throws that are there. Don't screw it up. Play within yourself. Don't try to be a hero because you're not quite a superhero. You're you know, you're a really good player. You're an efficient player. Get the ball to your great weapons. I think the O-line matchup favors the Lions, and I'm a big believer that good O-lines travel. I also think that just reading some of the uh, uh, Aaron Schott stuff, that the Niners can be run on, but especially on the outside. Like I'm, I'd be very interested in Jameer Gibbs in DFS this week but the middle of the field is a no-fly zone, and that's Laporta and St. Brown land, and that scares me a lot from the Lions' perspective. I could see Goff trying to squeeze things in where they shouldn't because just that's how the Lions do business. So I think the Lions' run game is instrumental in this. And, And on the other side of the ball, I don't think people look at the Lions' defense and realize how good they are against the run. But the biggest weakness any team has in this is their secondary, their corners to me. You know, I mean, Cam Sutton's a former Steeler. Wish him well. They treat him like he's Sauce Gardner, which he isn't. You know, I mean, like they're short there. And even if Debo doesn't play, and I think the Debo factor is big, I think the Niners have too many weapons. A couple of big ones on the injury report for this game, too. Let's get that out of the way with Debo Samuel. And on the other side, uh, one of the most underrated players in the league maybe is Lions center Frank Ragnow that hadn't been practicing this week. So we'll see if both those guys go. The latest is on Thursday, Debo Samuel did have a jersey on and was on the field limited, moving his arms around with that shoulder above his head, making catches, and that tells me he's playing. So Debo Samuel, 
to me it went from, man, I don't know if he's going to play because he had this same injury earlier on in the year. Didn't return to the game last week. He was out three weeks last time with this injury midseason, but the imaging was good. There's nothing broken, torn in his shoulder, which means it's a pain tolerance thing. And if it's a pain tolerance thing in the NFC Championship game, they're going to find a way yeah. to get you on the field. And getting that limited practice in, especially on Thursday, um, was big for me. So I'm considering Debo Samuel 100% in and going to play this game. Now, will it be a Debo Samuel heavy game plan? I'm not so sure about that. But having him on the field is massive. And he I'm just sure he's not getting many design carries and you know, that, that yeah. stuff. But that's got dropped gonna, a lot anyway. But you know. He's not going to return the opening kickoff, which is where he got yeah. hurt last week right he's not gonna he's probably not gonna have kick return duties but maybe he will i mean this is a big game and obviously kyle shanahan thinks he's the he's the guy that they want the ball in his hands as much as possible so who knows maybe and kyle shanahan usually when the docs say hey this player can play he he doesn't bat right and he he uses them to their fullest extent so we'll see if that's the case with debo samuel but relatively healthy here and 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 those are and you know frank ragnall that's huge in the middle of the way he wants to run the football and that's where the lions can beat the 49ers is in their run game against the 49ers run defense because you talked about the the pass defense and the corners on the outside for the lions uh, it's been the same story. They've had a really tough time with run fits at times this season, and we saw it last week with a very similar style running game from the Green Bay Packers that was hitting the 49ers with big plays. So big plays in the running game, I'm actually worried about more than those inbreakers, which we're going to see a lot of from both teams in the passing game because I think the 49ers can allow, you know, 10 catches to a mom or St. Brown, just tackle him after he catches the ball over the middle of the field. If Jameer Gibbs gets outside on these pin and pull plays and, uh, yeah. and big plays and is gouging you in the run game, that's where it's going to hurt the 49ers defense. I think. Yeah. And, uh, and chase young, hasn't been a massive difference maker. And I think those in the run game are... too, he freelances too much. And, you know, yeah. it, here's one aspect of the game. I love for the 49ers and it's not because Jared Goff and, you know, home and road golf. You can say what you want about golf and big games and mm-hmm. you need a clean pocket and all this. And I think some of it's true. And, you know, most quarterbacks aren't better when they're getting pressure, but Jared Goff isn't going to kill you if you're not, you know, in your pass rush lanes. And the 49ers have played a lot of quarterbacks this year where in, you know, it's just an increasingly amount of quarterbacks in the NFL can get out on the move and hurt you. If you're not rushing in your rushing lanes and keeping contain on a quarterback, you don't have to do that with Jared Goff. So if the 49ers can stop that run and put Goff in third and long, they can pin their ears back and really go get them. And that's the strength of their defensive line and not worry about rush lanes and just go get Jared Goff and hunt him. And that's the recipe for a a big 49ers win. So players aside, everyone knows Shanahan's a marvelous coach and Campbell's a great motivator and tough guy and easy to root for and all those things. But they both worry me a little on game day. You know, Shanahan can get in his own head and get a little too cute. And when Debo goes out, why don't we just go to Ayuk or McCaffrey? You know, he can outsmart himself. And the Campbell can... Week, I was pulling my hair out. It was, it was Oh, I bet. You already knew it was going to rain. And he's like, let's yes. swing it all <laughs> over the field. And you're like, what right. are you doing? You got Christian McCaffrey here. And I think that was a big part of it because I think it was a Debo-centric game plan. Debo gets hurt early in the game in the first quarter. And he kind of just stuck, you know, he got the script and he kind of just stuck with it. And he was kind of going to the air. The ball's weird coming out of uh, Purdy's hands. Not going to be wet on Sunday this week. Uh, 
and I really expect the Purdy bounce back. So his game plan from last week is kind of what I expect this week, which means he's probably going to just flip that, and it's going to be a, a run-heavy game plan when I don't expect it. Because I do think this could be a, a Purdy to Brandon Ayuk type of a game. That That's what I expect here because the Lions are going to do everything they can. They're better at stopping the run than the pass. They're going to make sure they stop Christian McCaffrey first, which could open up some space in the back end for maybe some Debo catch and run, some Kittle catch and run. But especially, it feels to me like, this is a big Brock Purdy bounce back game and to kill some of the narratives from last week. And Brandon Ayuk's probably that sneaky play oh, in your know. daily fantasy leagues. But where I was going to though, is Campbell worries me a little though, too. Like he might just be like, we're going for it on every fourth down. I'm going to, uh, you know, gonna block, uh, you know, ultimate aggression. Yeah. Go for it. House money. Motion takes over. Before. Let's right. do it. A surprise on side, you know, let's bring the house on an 11 man blitz. Screw them. Rah, you know, just letting emotion get the better of them. I, I will see. But coaching should have come into it in this one. Uh, by the More way, so than the team. AFC side. Like, I kind of know what Harbaugh and Reed yeah. are. They've been there, done it, you know. Uh, so we got to make the picks. What do you think? Seven and a half points. 49ers favored over those Detroit Lions. Reluctantly going to take Niners minus seven and a half. I think they have more advantages. I like the Debo situation. Don't love the Ragnall situation. I, quick rewind. I wanted to mention Thune might be out for Kansas City, too, and that's a big deal. So Huge. Uh, big yeah. offensive line injury is not the time for it, you know? Terrible time for those, uh, for Ragnall yeah. and Thune. We'll see if they end up playing for those uh, Lions and Chiefs, respectively. I, I'm going to I'm gonna make the same pick I made for the other game. I like the home team. I like the favorite to win the game, but I do think mm -hmm. it's going to be closer than what the line says, especially getting that, you know, touchdown and a half. Um, I've got the I've got the Niners by six. I think this one's going to go over. I think the other game has a chance to go under, especially early in the game. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going over 30 to 24 49ers. Okay. Be a good one. It'll be fun. It'll be a whole lot of fun. And I uh, can't wait to see who advances to Super Bowl 58. And of course, Monday, we'll be back to break it all down. But next, we got to talk about the newest head coach in the league, Matt. It is Raheem Morris and the Atlanta Falcons next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. How easy is Prize Picks? Well, all you do is you pick two to six players and you're playing against the numbers. You're not playing against other pl players and, and pros and a huge pool with sharks in it trying to take that hard earned. You are picking more or less than two to six players on just the stat projections at Prize Picks, and then you can watch that winnings roll in we're talking about 25 times your money if you hit on all of your picks at prize picks turn 10 bucks into 250 bucks at prize picks and with basketball season and nfl football there's tons of combo games you can play as well for example lebron james plus travis kelsey 10 and a half combo of three points made plus receptions on sunday uh prize picks also has a re reboot policy that nobody else in the dfs industry has if a player goes out Injured in the first half, doesn't return the second half. That player is rebooted. So play with confidence. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL or download the prize picks app. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Raheem Morris, he got a lot of interest, a lot of interviews. He absolutely deserved another shot as he was so young when he got his first. A head coaching opportunity has coached the, uh, with the Tampa Bay Bucks. He's coached offensive sides of the ball as an assistant. He's coached the defensive side of the ball as uh, an assistant. Phenomenal job as defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams this year. Well-respected. Everyone that's been around him loves him. And 
Uh, I love it for the Falcons. I love it for Raheem Morris. He deserves his shot, and uh, I, I, he's got a really good opportunity to to make good his second time around. Maybe the first time around wasn't a great opportunity and a little too soon, and uh, a team that was being torn down from some glory, um, a long period of, of glory there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Said it really well. I couldn't agree more. This really has nothing to do with Belichick. I mean, I, I thought he was going to get that job, and who knows what happens now. We'll talk about that Monday, but probably Tuesday, whatever. It's all about Morris and the Falcons, and I think it's a great fit. I think he's going to be a highly successful coach, extremely bright. You mentioned it, too. You know, he he has been a head coach, much like Belichick, actually. Didn't really succeed, and then the next stop, you, yeah. you learn a lot more and did a lot of different stuff in between. Like you said, he coached a little bit on offense. He's been a ton of different defensive schemes. And what I think on so many other good coaches, too. I right, mean, right. He just rubs off on each other, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's it's an iron sharpens iron situation. And it goes back to, you know, that famous graphic that shows all the coaches with Washington under Mike Shanahan. And, and Raheem Morris has that same lineage. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just a personal thing. I mean, not really personal. It's not like I'm buddies with him, but him and Tomlin are like best friends, you know, like he coach Tomlin brings it up all the time. Like, I don't know how he is not a head coach. I mean, he's going to, he's an easy slam dunk for the hire. And my last thing on it is, I mean, think about the jokes we made in preseason week one, Aaron Donald and name two other Rams defensive players. You know what I mean? I mean, they were guys knowing yeast and people no one had ever heard of, you know, <laughs> and they got very respectable, you know, I mean, that's phenomenal work. Absolutely phenomenal. The phenomenal. The, the most at the least. Right. And, and that's yeah. why you're seeing Sean McVay's name on uh coach of the year yeah. lists uh, and Raheem Morris on assistant coach of the year lists because of what they were able to do and especially the no name nature of the defensive side of the ball for the Rams. It was a phenomenal job there. And then, you know, we're hearing, you know, maybe they'll steal a couple other guys from the, um, from the Los Angeles Rams coaching staff and we'll see what kind of staff he puts together there. But uh, yeah, I, I love the hire. Uh, I didn't necessarily see it coming because it was like, uh, Oh, Belichick interviewed and Harbaugh interviewed and then someone's coming in tomorrow. And it's like, Nope, never mind. It's going to be Raheem Morris, and and some of these interviews are so quiet, and you don't know who's going where, and you're 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 hearing all the the Bill Belichick reports, and he's he's got to take a year off, right? Like, wh where's the spot for Belichick? I haven't even heard about him interviewing anywhere else. Buffalo. <laughs> I remember our conversation yesterday. <laughs> I can't come up with anyone else. I, I think Washington's going to be Johnson, and Seattle's not going to bring in another seventy-plus-year-old guy. Uh, I mean. I, I, I didn't. I don't think he's going to coach. Probably, um, I hope the Dermot family doesn't listen to this podcast. Matt's just out here calling. I'm just axing him left and right. <laughs> uh, you mentioned you know assistants. You know Zach Robinson, somebody that actually interviewed with the Steelers as offensive coordinators. Kind of keep my fingers crossed that they might hire him. I would think he would make a lot of sense as Atlanta's offensive coordinator. I mean, he's a pretty impressive young guy too. You know who's winning big right now is Pro Football Focus. Bobby Slayer. Formerly PFF analyst, he did a lot behind the scenes to to help them with with how they uh, currently grade players. Uh, and it's funny that JJ Watt, the, you know Texans guy, is the one that came out and and was mad about the 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 grades for Bobby Sloak's quarterback CJ Stroud. I, I found that whole thing fascinating. <laughs> it's really funny. And Zach Robinson, yeah, uh, before he before he moved on to uh, Los Angeles, was at PFF as well, doing a similar thing. So. Yeah. And then you mentioned this yesterday, the Texans quarterback coach, Gerard Johnson, 
he's interviewing as we speak with the Steelers for their offensive coordinator. So like right. <laughs> if people are getting pillaged left and right, there's a lot of stuff happening, a lot of coordinator spots open. But back to Morris, I think it's a tremendous hire. I commend them. I think that they're maybe the favorite already in the South. I mean, they can find a quarterback, of course. Yep. Uh love it. Uh, real quick note that I just saw before we went on was um Dave Canales. So he was hired mm-hmm. as the head coach off of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster to the Carolina Panthers now and six-year deal. And I, I just saw the six-year deal thing six and deal. you know, first time head coach, six-year long contract. And I thought, oh yeah, the agent's like, okay, if you're going to pull some crap, David Tepper, we're not going <laughs> to yeah. have offsets. You're going to pay him a lot of money for a long time. When you fire him in week 10, yeah. <laughs> you know, after, yeah, that's insane. But I mean, Tepper doesn't care about the money, right? He wants I to get the right guy. It. If they found the right guy, um, then yeah, that's all that matters there. And, all that matters. And, and <laughs> hopefully, personalities are able to uh, to to work that out for young uh, Bryce Young in Carolina. So uh, we're down to only two openings: the Seahawks and the Washington Commanders. And one of those teams is going to hire Ben Johnson, probably Washington. It sounds like now, and they're just mm-hmm. waiting for that season to end for the Lions. And it's funny because Washington fans are probably rooting for the 49ers right now because they want their head coach. Their next yeah. to be available to come in house and have that final interview and, and maybe take the job. It feels Start like hiring people, right? And yeah, you got to get that assistant staff going as well. Yeah, these coordinators are going to start falling like flies too. And a lot of it, you know, what's crazy. It seems insane to do it this way and maybe short sighted, but I think some teams don't wait. They 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 they're I know, they get they get nervous. And, yeah. Still playing, but they're so afraid of filling out the rest of it that they hire who's available and you know sometimes you get it right sometimes you get it wrong but that absolutely happens oh it absolutely happens you jump the gun someone's gonna steal our guy i better jump on somebody now and a lot of it's because those new head coaches have to build out their staff you know and if i don't hire this guy if i have to wait three weeks until after the super bowl all the good coordinators are gonna be gone and then it's putting him behind the eight ball and then you'll get a job Especially if you are a defensive, you have a defensive minded head coach, because yeah. uh, what happens is you interview all these people and you ask those head coach candidates, you know, who are your candidates for offensive coordinator? Who are you looking at? How are you going to mm-hmm. build your staff? That's one of the questions that you're going to be asked in those interviews. And if you keep hearing the same name at offensive coordinator popping up and you see that name interviewing and you haven't hired your head coach yet, you want <laughs> right. to get that yeah. guy. Going to go, they drop quick, right? Like that could hurt. You know, the Ravens defensive coordinator. If they win this week, that's a three-week rest, and maybe there's only one job out there for them. All right, we're going to break it all down from Championship Sunday. Who advances to Super Bowl 58? 49ers, Ravens, Lions, Chiefs. We'll talk about it all Monday, and probably some new head coaches as well next week right here. Peacock and Williamson.